Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, wherein two early 40s curmudgeons stare down the prospect of their rapidly impending entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am talking to you straight from San Francisco, California, and I am the senior quiz master and founder of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. And with me, as always... I'm definitely not in San Francisco, but my name is Bill Scurry. Regardless, I'm coming to you live from New York. I am the founder and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises. All right. Nice to talk to you, Bill Scurry, regardless. Yeah, and pleasure. Uh, every week on this show, we talk about something that's hot, that's new, uh, usually among young people but kind of happening at the moment or recently and we take a good honest look at it and decide uh, if we like it or not. One of our main goals is to have an open mind. So sometimes we're going to look at things that we do end up liking or certainly not hating. Uh, there's a continuum, there's a scale from the Firefest docs which we thought were great, Keen Peel, Black Mirror, things like that to Jimmy Fallon is sort of our uh, archetype of the the shitty topic. Our dog right? so, our dog star if you will. Our dog star is Jimmy Fallon. And we've actually looked at some things worse than Jimmy Fallon. So today, I think we both tried to have an open mind about our topic today. We're looking at the hottest show on the Fox network of the still young year of 2019, the game show, The Masked Singer. And by the way, this is not a reality show. This is a game show. I don't know about you, Bill, but one of my pet peeves is when people refer to something like this as a reality show. Uh, I do. Reality show is when you're ostensibly following people in their everyday lives, right? No, no, no. A a game show to me is Joe and Cindy Average is a competitor and has the ability to win. And it's like, this is not that. There's nothing. There's no stakes. There's no, the particular mechanism of the mass singer. There's no cash prize. There's no, they're not playing for the uh, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. I don't know what the fuck they're playing for and you don't know what's what they're, they're being judged for. for either we'll get to that my point is i pet peeve of mine i didn't like it when people referred to game shows as reality shows like if any game show is a reality show then the price is right is a reality show which i would argue against but whatever i'm getting into nerdy semantics here. so let's talk about what we're talking about the masked singer which is an american adaptation of a korean game show whose full title translates to mystery music show king of mask singer i love that That's i don't know great. what that i don't know what you just said i, I got know. i gotta go to korea man so the conceit <laughs> of this show is they get 12 celebrities to wear these very elaborate costumes. I want to give a sh- costumes are the best thing about the show. They were created by Emmy-winning costume designer Marina Toybina. Uh, she's won Emmys for doing Super Bowl halftimes, various uh, Dancing with the Stars type things. They get these 12 celebrities who wear these big, elaborate costumes, uh, mostly dressed up as animals. And they come out, and the show's hosted by Nick Cannon, who I guess was a singer. I only know him as... Mariah Carey's ex-husband. It oh, took him he knows himself into, from that, too. That's, right. that's the only way. It took him one minute into the first episode to mention Mariah Carey. And they come out and they sing songs by whoever, you know, hit songs, not by whoever they might happen to be. And there's a panel of, quote-unquote, judges. Uh, the four regular judges are Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, who is now Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg. I didn't realize she was married to Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. And she's credited as pop culture guru. Which, yeah, I don't know what that even means. Uh, That's your job, you know, Noah. I think Jenny McCarthy is a lot of wasted talent. I think that woman, she, her her sketch comedy show that used to be on MTV was great, but she's crazy. Ken Jeong, the comedian <laughs> slash actor, 
and Nicole Scherzinger, former member of the Pussycat Dolls. And they watch the songs and they ask the people questions, even though they're in the masks and the costumes. And, and they're trying to figure out who they are. And people in the studio audience are voting on their phones for who these people are. And at home, you're encouraged to tweet who you think these people are. And the end of every, there are 12 of them. And the end of every episode, whoever got the lowest votes that week essentially uh, has to take off their mask. And to the strains of the who's who are you, they take it off and it's revealed who they are. And it's excitement and they really puff up the excitement on the show. Uh, it's been a huge hit for Fox. It's gotten some of their highest ratings in years, I believe. For a non-scripted show, it's their highest rated show other than NFL games. Some I'm parsing it into ever finer categories. Uh, and it's been renewed for a second season. Five episodes in so far. They have revealed five of the mass Singers so far. The first one, very anticlimactic the first episode when the hippo was revealed to be former NFL player Antonio Brown, who I had never heard of. No one's Sorry. heard of him. That's why. I spent 45 minutes going, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's someone you've never heard of. The four since that I've heard of, you got um, you got Tommy Chong, you got Terry Bradshaw, uh, Margaret Cho, and Tori Spelling. And then, of course, there's debate and speculation online who the remaining seven are. Bill, what do you think of the Masked Singer? This is a piece of shit, no. I'm sorry. There's no oh, there's no way to no. save it. You know, our, our attestations about whether this is reality or a game show, it's neither. It's I, a pageant. I'm just being a nerd. You can cut all that. I get it. No, I'm not going to cut it. I'm going to leave it in. It, it's a pageant. Okay. Like, this thing is completely scripted. I don't know who what the no. judge... Like, who's judging them? On what basis? You're not watching a show that there's real stakes. You're seeing something. And I couldn't tell you what the Korean version is. The American version is so canned, all the patter is completely scripted by yeah. probably— Nick Cannon is not a good host. No, he's, he's, he's a, he is a charisma-free block of wood. I mean, I've seen—you know in Bavaria, those guys that come out with a hammer from a giant clock and hit the bell? Yeah. Those things have more chemistry than that guy does, <laughs> I swear to God. But I don't know what they're basing it on. I don't know who's doing the judging, who picked— these stars, by the way, the the caliber of stars is strictly at the level of Dancing with the Stars on ABC, which is yeah, like, mostly. how many tight ends are we going to continue to call a celebrity in America? I, uh, hey, I like Margaret Cho a lot. I like Margaret Cho too. But I Mar got no problem with Tommy Chong. At least I've heard of Terry Bradshaw. It's a feat when you got a football player I've heard of. It's a feat that you've heard a football player anybody's heard of. Antonio Brown is not a household name. And it's just like, right, but Terry if, Bradshaw is. If they freaking Tim Tebow or Joe Montana or someone. Well, you know. we could we could debate on whether Terry Bradshaw is a household name. He's certainly somebody who you might know from whatever person. I don't know. He's just a freaking goober from Texas, apparently, or Oklahoma. <laughs> or I don't know where he's from. But either way, calling these guys celebrities <laughs> is crazy. You really think calling Margaret Cho and Tommy Chong and Tori Spelling celebrities is crazy? Tori Spelling, oh. Oh my God! You no, know who no. she is. She yes, was on no, a I know TV she is. No, but the, the, but the idea that this is like we're supposed to be excited that we're seeing them. I'm not yeah. saying these people aren't. It's fucked up. Who's a celebrity? Like we went over this in the Fire Festival episode about oh these guys are like who is this person Lynch? Who's a celebrity? I don't understand who these talking heads on Instagram are. Now I, we could go over that all day and we don't get anywhere because that's confusing to scared old men like us who you're you know you're with, withholding medication from and we're we're frightened. <laughs> but to try to pass it off as if like this is somebody we should know. And this is somebody to see the word celebrity to me means a transcendent figure. And yes, Margaret Cho does mean that. But Margaret Cho, Margaret 
Churchill is mostly known for doing burlesque now in, in, in the Bay Area. It's like she has a very dedicated core of gay men who are followers. She plays these gay circuit clubs of men who are following around because she's a gay icon. I mean, and yes, that is certainly a cachet. I, I'm even happy that's the kind of cachet that gets on the air now. But I think that they're still presenting her like it's 1997 and she's the uh, groundbreaking central star of American Girl on ABC. And she's not. Which lasted like half a season. It lasted half a season. I don't, before think, they, I don't they, think that's any better. No, but it was a big deal. It, it moved the needle back then. Yeah, but it's it moved like, the, yeah, it Now she's a curiosity. And Tori Spelling is mostly known for being skeletal with massive breast implants and having a show on TV where she, again, these things considered celebrity, I guess technically according to Hoyle's playing card in the front of the box, they are still celebrities. Yeah, but absolutely it's, they're celebrities. It's, it's slim. It's really slim. But more to the point, it there's no tension for me. I don't care that these are the people. No, I, we never really established a ground rule whether we were going to hash into spoilers or not. I think you wanted to keep yeah. it because I looked and I looked ahead. I think I'm see. okay saying what's already been on the air. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's common knowledge. But, uh, but, but I, I don't this... want to read like the betting markets online okay. what people that's are what... saying. I have my own guesses, but yeah. I don't want to hear other people's guesses. Okay. I mean, I'll hear your guesses. How about that? I definitely know right. who the B is because there's no way that voice coming out of the B costume is not who I think it is. But let's not okay. get ahead of ourselves. We're not really talking about this. We're not, you know, like handicapping who's there. This isn't horse racing at Aqueduct. Right. We're talking about a show that to me is just like vapid and, you know, one of the things that really bothers me about this, and I'm, I'm going to hand it over to you in just a second, is how badly constructed this is. The cutaways to people who are obviously mugging in disbelief that they, you yeah, know, they, they obviously spent 10 hours in the studio that day getting people's, you know, out, out of context faces filled with, uh, uh, you know, surprise and glee that they cut in in the edit room. And it's like none of this is spontaneous. Yeah, no, the audience cutaways are awful. There's a they're moment I, I, I made a note of where they're guessing Tommy Chong was dressed up as a big pineapple with sunglasses which is such a great co- the costumes are great yeah they're great and they're great. Um, one of the judges says like I think that but it's definitely someone older who likes to relax like I think it might be Jimmy Buffett and yeah. right at that moment they cut to like this incredibly like stereotypical Rasta looking guy in the audience uh-huh. like nodding his head vigorously yeah. at the mention of Jimmy Buffett I'm it's, like yeah okay the Rasta guy's thinking about Jimmy it's, Buffett it's okay. so candid it's so corny you know <laughs> like listening yeah, to the, yeah that is corny I agree Robin Thicke has no yeah he sucks yeah, he sucks he's got no he's not adept yeah. at all at sounding no, like the, the judges are bad what they say is bad the only guy who's yeah. there to play Ken Jong is a natural improviser but he's not at his best on the show he, no, he's no, just no, annoying no, no. and yeah, right. yeah, he's he's just he's just like a trickster spirit. By the way, you know, I saw something online that said Nick Cannon looks like Arsenio Hall's preacher from Coming to America with that hair. <laughs> Uh, I don't think in some episodes he's wearing like this like turban thing. I don't know. I did. He's you know, wearing got, this weird turban thing. He looks like he's the grand, you know, the grand wizard from the, the WWF in the early eighties. The grand he looks mufti. Ridiculous. If he were really seeker Muslim, I'd say okay. But like, what the hell is he wearing? But I, I think that you're, I think you're warmer on this. Like when we were texting beforehand, I think that there's some novelty to this for you. Uh, I'm, I'm really uh, yeah. curious. I don't love the show, but I like it a lot more than you do. So here's what I'm gonna say: I like about it. I will not. Stop saying how much I love the costumes. The costumes are fan fucking tastic. They're, they're amazing. They're they're amazing. And from, and from you know everyone's a character. So you got the rabbit and and the detail in these costumes is great. And the masks are elaborate. And from what I can tell, the Korean show didn't go nearly as all out with that. Like they could have just given these people very simple like luchador masks and 
and have them come out, you know, just like, and here's singer number one and singer number two. But the fact that they took the time to give them these characters, yeah. the peacock, the deer, the bee, the raven, and they kind of, and they make, you know, they make these easy, but, you know, smile worthy puns about the characters or the alien or the monster. The monster is going to, has only one eye, you know, yeah. uh, something about the eyes. I don't know, whatever. It's Nick Cannon, the only moments he made me smile. So creative. And I am eager to see in season two, the 12 new characters, right? So there's that. I really like that. Two, you know, the songs are cheesy. They have like these weird backup dancers behind them that are really kind of dorky. The judges aren't great. I am eager to know who these people are. It worked on me. Why? why, why but why is that though? Because I, so I the know. The shows are all the same because yeah. I don't know, man. I want to know. Just the suspense? I, that, that, that's what I, it do Yeah, it for the suspense. You. I watched okay. the first two episodes all the way through, and I watched episode three, four, and five. I watched like the first 10 minutes, and then I skipped to the unmasking at the end. So whoever got the lowest vote of the night, and they're like, all right, here is the unicorn, and they play Who Are You by The Who, which is the perfect song for that moment. Great song. And they take it off, and that moment, the audience is shouting, take it off, take it off. I am going to say is great TV. Right. That moment, most of the show is not, but that moment is great TV. I am eager to know. I got my guesses about who a few of the others are. I don't want to read spoilers online because I don't want people influencing me, telling me I'm right, telling me I'm wrong. But I'm not going to watch these future episodes, but I am at least going to look up who it turned out to be or, you know, more likely watch the end of the episode on Hulu. And this is what TV's trying to do these days. They're trying to, because of Netflix and DVR and smartphones and everything, they're trying to make like event television. And this does that. The show's weird. The show's unusual. The show's got a little bit of flair that too much TV doesn't have. I think it can be a lot better. I mean, I think the judges are not good. I think the audience is annoying and cheesy. I think Nick Cannon is well below par. And here's my biggest problem with the show. So when they come out and they talk and they give clues to who they are, their voices are like electronically altered. So you're supposed to guess who this person is from the clues. But like, can you guess their singing voice? Like... Terry Bradshaw is not a singer. Antonio Brown is not a singer. Margaret Cho is not a singer. Tommy Zhang is not a singer. How are we supposed to recognize these people's singing voices? I think the show would make a lot more sense if they were all singers. You're trying to like like the B. We both think we know who the B is, right? Yes. She's a, She's a legendary R&B singer. That's been established. So that's the gimmick. You're, oh, I know that voice. I heard that record. My mom played some record all the time, right? That kind of thing. It should be the so gimmick. I think the show would make a, a lot more sense if they were all singers. I feel like the conceit breaks down because what's the point of guessing what Terry Bradshaw is? No, you're, you're right. I mean, it is a structural flaw so, that just makes so, no sense. Yeah. So I don't love this show. I barely say I would like the show, but I think there are two things I do like about it, which is the costumes, which are great, and... There's a moment. There's an exciting moment. And we don't get enough of that from TV these days. And yeah, it was anticlimactic when it was Antonio Brown, but I don't give a shit about Tori Spelling. I never watched 90210. I never read her, her autobiography, but like I got a jolt when it was revealed to be her. If the peacock, who I'm pretty sure I know who it is, if it's revealed to be who I think it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna smile for a moment. Starting right now, we're all detectives in a very big musical mystery to find out who's behind the mask. You're all invited to play along with us because the mass singer isn't just a who done it. This is a who sung it. Noah, it seems like you're a little bit under the spell. I think you may have some insight as to why this is really popular right now. People want event TV. People want something that they feel like they have to watch. There's excitement. Uh, you say there are no stakes, but I think there are stakes in a very different way. Like, did I guess right? Did I put the clues together? And the clues, by the way, they, they give these little cryptic... See, you think 
you think you told me you think the bee is Gladys Knight. Is it is because that's her Knight. fucking voice. Yes. And she said, uh, you know, I was a singer. I've been singing since the fifties. Right. I've been singing since the fifties, which is true of Gladys Knight. But then she says she gives a clue. She's like, you can take me to court. And I'm yeah. like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, well, maybe it isn't Gladys Knight. Maybe it's a Supreme. No, right? it's Supreme Court. No, it's like now, Glad- Gladys Knight in the Round Table, the Court of Knights. You know. Oh. Yeah, come on, man. Let's let's there let's do go. this right. All right. See, I was saying like. It's not Diana Ross. By the way, that's something else I don't like about the show. They're, they're guessing people who it's not. Maybe it's Lady Gaga. Like, look, Lady Gaga <laughs> is nominated for an Oscar right now. She's not appearing on I the think Mastic. I think it's Ricardo Montalban. Someone, I mean, I know they're joking, but someone guessed like Barack Obama. I know. So, so um, yeah. Oh, I see. The night roundtable. Because it's like, it's not Diana Ross. I think she wouldn't do it. And Mary Wilson, who was the only other living real Supreme, is just not going to do it either. Yeah. Like, oh, or not should do it, but like, who gives a shit because her name isn't remembered. So, all right, there you go, Gladys Knight. I agree with you. Uh, so, uh, that's my way of saying they're, they're clues. So, I think those are the stakes. Did I guess right? You know, we're looking for excitement and it's exciting. This show just looks like fun to be on. I hope it's not scripted. Because even though the judges aren't good, they look like they're having a fucking blast. And the, the people singing look like they're having... I mean, Tommy Chong looked a little like, ooh, when he came out. But who, he probably looks that way all the time. The rabbit, whoever the rabbit is, my guess is the rabbit was like a Backstreet Boy or a new kid on the block. I'm thinking, these are one of these things where like, wow, if I were a celebrity, I would get my agent on the... I mean, assuming I weren't too big, I would get my agent on the phone like, I want to do this. It looks like fun, man. And so much of TV, going back to the early days, it's like, make your show a party that everyone's to be in on. That's why laughing was so popular. Yeah. Laughing looked like a party, like the countercultural hipster party you wanted oh, to hang out. Match game looked like a party, you know? One of the other things I like about the elaborate costumes, mm-hmm. some of these people, it's hard for them to like walk in them. So yeah, there are sure. moments where Nick Cannon needs to guide the celebrity, yeah. the singer backstage. The monster <laughs> was like, having trouble finding his Right. Way. I like that realism. I like that touch of realism. It makes yeah. me feel like it's it's a bunch of people putting on a talent show. Well, I think that, like you said, this is sort of a hype machine. It's a 40-minute yeah, long it's a hype, hype machine. machine. Totally. It is designed, I mean, everything that I'm describing, I think, is being done terribly. And yes, it's completely scripted. And I think the ramshackle really? quality is a testament to who's doing the writing. And they're not talented writers. They're TV writers. You think writers. the judges know who everyone is? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Really? They know. Yeah, there's All absolutely right. no way they don't. Maybe. Maybe. That's you, you don't you don't build this up without having a completely scripted thing. You know where where there's nothing left to chance, and every single beat has been built in the editing room, and it was shot according to a script on set. And by the way, you know, it's like they're not singing. They're lip syncing anyway because you can't sing in those costumes. So, like, you don't even have the aspect of a live performance, for Christ's sake, on top of everything else. But the reason why it's popular, I think it's a big, dumb show. You know, one of the comments that I wrote here on my, on my notes here is that we used to... I remember back in the 80s, remember when we would look at footage of like Japanese game shows of people like going down a slide, catching squid parts, wearing like football helmets. And we looked at that like, man, those those people from the Far East, boy, they're pretty wacky and pretty outre. Yeah. And it's like, what is this weird shit that they're into? Fast forward 25 years later, we're importing this stuff and everyone's like scooping it up. We used to like judge the Asian market as being somehow primitive or primal or really like raw for doing all this. And now TV is just like, you know, who can fart? the loudest that's the next show coming up on fox well, and it, ow my balls <laughs> ow my Remember idiocracy <laughs> yeah you've seen idiocracy yeah. right you the, the oscar-winning movie is ass it's two hours of a butt farting <laughs> 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 
biggest hit TV show is Owl My Balls. I, it's either um, that or, or Green Book. You know, it's like that's pretty much the same thing as Ask Green the Moon. Book or I think that's the reason why it's popular. Is that, yes, there's a craft thing. This is designed from second to second to within an inch of his life. Right. And I think that's what you're giving it credit for in some ways is not just the costume. The costume is the best aspect of that design because it's truly a stroke of genius. There's truly some originality and some creativity. But everything else looked like it's processed pre-chewed TV in the way that you expect something at 8 p.m. on a Thursday to be. And I'm not surprised. Right, you get my point. It's designed to drive you, first of all, to stay on the two or three screen experience you have, but to, to yeah. watch the whole thing, to get to the end where they drag out the helmet coming off. Yeah. I realize TV doesn't work this way, but I'm thinking like these shows should be 15 minutes. Two musical numbers and then a reveal, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know how much the judges know. I mean, if they do know everything, that might explain why they're so lame because they're faking surprise. Oh yeah, totally, sure. I don't give Nicole Scherzinger and Robin Thicke enough credit. That's a tough acting trick. I don't give those two enough credit. Ken Jeong, who I've seen do funny stuff, he's not Charlie Chaplin, so this isn't his finest moment. But certainly the audience, the the live the, the studio audience doesn't know who these people are. And and the people watching at home, even if they think they know, they don't 100% know. In, so, in some cases, when you find out who they are, you still don't you know still who don't they know. are. <laughs> I, I, but that's the thing. Like, when I didn't know who Antonio Brown was, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not going to know any of these people. But it's probably been a while since your mom had a poster of me on her bedroom wall. I guess it's not Johnny Weir if he's been famous for a while. As my dear friend Michael Jackson once told me, wow! if you're going to reinvent yourself, you have to become someone the world has never seen before. So here goes. So, Bill, would you would you have more admiration for the show if it, if you were watching it as a guy in his twenties? I watched American Idol pretty faithfully. I would say for about five or six seasons, which is slightly less scripted, although still incredibly stage managed. And, and that's just in my my mid to late thirties, no less. Like I can be, I could easily fall under the sway of a show like this, especially like the Fox model. You know, there's definitely an, a brand of this sort of thing on Fox between. So you think you can dance, et cetera, et cetera. If you take me minus some cultural literacy, uh, some sophistication, and just the sort of want to see spectacle, I could definitely see be more interested in this. If I am separated from the idea that it is a completely a fabricated project that just seems completely, totally unauthentic, and it's just because I live in this fucking crazy world filled with insane, you know, venereal disease affected people at all levels of entertainment. Oh my God. That I c- I can't enjoy something as, as you know, with the, again, the stakes, whatever, as low or as high as this, or just a, a simple, goofy concept doesn't come across as fun to me because, you know, I have to go through, like, a Paul Schrader, like, back whipping every time I turn some piece of entertainment on or else it's not good for me. Yeah, I think I'm similar. As much as I, quote, unquote, like the show, and I give that a big asterisk. I think I've made that I clear. I, I, think the, like, I, think I think everyone gets what you mean. I think all the things I like about it, I'd like a little bit more when I was younger. I think the party atmosphere would seem, I mean, like I said, it just seems a little genuine to me. It would seem a little more genuine to me when I was younger. I wouldn't see through the artifice as much. That's important. That's really important. Yeah, I, I, what's exciting about it, for whatever reason, I can't put my finger on it. I think I'd find even more exciting in my 20s. Uh, and then, of course, in my 20s, I still fantasize about being famous someday. And like I said, like if I were famous, I would want to be on this. So there would be like this appeal like, dude, someday, like when The Masked Singer's on its 15th season and I'm like hosting a TV game show, I'm going to call my agent and say, get me on this show. And how much fun will that be? And I get to come out and sing karaoke and wear a wacky costume and take it off. And everyone goes, it's Noah Tardo. Ah! It's like how I used to like Saturday Night Live because I imagined myself hosting it someday. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's vicarious. Absolutely. I am beyond that now. We're also getting at one of the things I don't like about it is the song choice. Like, 
you know, no one sings a freaking rock song. Like someone can't, even the old the old people can't come out and sing a Rolling Stones song. Like really? Like I don't think one person sung a song and I'm like, this song, I mean, at least Who Are You is great. But like, yeah, but when they come out, someone's going to sing Sia and if it's like who I well, think. Well, no, is, actually Chandelier I think is a nice, I like Chandelier. Like, no, but I'm, I'm saying it's like. I'm not mixtape, but I like it. You're asking for a lot of someone who's not a natural vocalist. So the thing is, you're, you're only heightening. Not as karaoke. Whatever. No, I don't want. I, it's like karaoke's for what we're gonna do tonight. You know, like this is a fucking yeah. show that's making millions of dollars for Fox. It's like I don't want to watch celebrity karaoke. I want to. If you're gonna show me something, well, give me marquee value. I mean, well, that's more than yes, the and that yes, they should all be singers. You cover uh, range. You go as you go Gladys Knight all the way to someone. I mean, they're gonna be hard to get, but someone who's on the top of the charts right now, right? You cover the spectrum. Different ages, different races, different genders. You you get a broad swath of famous singers. You get a male rock guy. You get an R&B legend. You know, that would be more interesting to me. What I want is Gladys Knight to cover Maggie's Farm. <laughs> All right, that'll be great. I am the monster. Because that's what the world labeled me. Someone that's got a naughty reputation. I'm here to rewrite my mixtape. To prove that I'm more than just puff and fluff. From the 80s. But actually, mixtapes have come back nowadays. True. I was at the top of my game, but the game turned on me. Noah, aside from the hideous, uh, disturbing deer god that Terry Bradshaw (laughs) embodied, who looked like... Oh, dude, I wanted him to be a pro wrestler so bad. He looked like the yellow god from True Detective season one. It was a real horrifying vision of something like at a swamp yeah, thing. But the costume was great. It was fucking so fantastic. Good. It was great. So I mean, you hit a big, a big guy, you give him a giant yeah. horrifying deer costume. Yeah, but aside aside from that, is there any element to the apocalypse here? No. I think this is an improvement over most modern TV, especially most modern <laughs> competition shows. I do. You're talking about cr- network primetime shows, yeah, well, which you have a very low, low estimation of. The bar the is low. The bar is exactly. low, but it creates this moment of frizzin that I that I appreciate, as I've as I've established. So, well, this isn't a sign of it. Also, anytime celebrities can, I mean, I guess this is a good. I never watched Dancing with the Stars or Celebrity Boxing or any of that crap. One thing I always admired, admired. One of the things I always, I guess, appreciated about those shows from afar is that celebrities like willing to poke fun at themselves and willing to appear a little vulnerable. And yeah, they're just doing it for money and it's a little sad because maybe they're desperate or maybe they just want to have fun like I would if I were famous. They're willing to not take themselves quite so seriously. I can imagine all sorts of celebrities who are like, oh my God, I would never debase myself like this no matter how desperate I got. So that's why we like it when celebrities like take themselves down a peg. And this is what these people kind of seem to be doing. Mm -hmm. Or maybe just more that they seem to be having fun and it makes them seem more like regular people. I see that as a, a good thing, but like... An okay thing. What about you? I think you're being over overly charitable. I don't well, see this maybe. as hum- this is not human behavior at all. This is alien behavior <laughs> from desperate people who are from uh, the planet. I don't think so. The I planet think fame. Did shit like this. Let me tell you something. Nick Cannon, Robin Thicke, Tory Spelling. These people subsist like uh, a bottom feeding fish on the algae of fame. And without it, they have nothing. So it isn't just like Ken Jong. I understand is just fucking around. That guy can go in and out of, of Todd Phillips movies, and it's a different bar. And he was in Crazy Rich Asians last year. But Tory Spelling has nothing else but this. Tory Spelling will quite literally die of anemia unless she's on TV. Jeez. So there is nothing. This is really desperate, and it's really scary to watch oh, this type wow. of carnal behavior 
hear from people on TV where they look like they're at risk of dying of a diabetic shock unless there's a camera on them. <laughs> and that's why, to me, I have the, the apocalyptic part is watching this prostration. Robin Thicke knew his name was fucking mud after the last bunch of years of him being called a fucking slime ball and, and his wife divorcing him very publicly because of his behavior. And then his song being, uh, you know, ripped yeah. down because it was uh, sued by Marvin Gaye's family right? yeah on top of everything else yeah and not, yeah. but also that the, con- the the consent issue with the song and everything else oh yeah yeah i and forgot about that and and it's like these people being put on your tv for no good reason yes terry bradshaw's got nothing to lose and tommy chong i assume got a new lease on life after a pretty bad cancer but it's like those are just like two or three guys the rest of them is watching nicole scherzinger honestly look for another job here this is her interview this is her resume yeah she this sucks is, she seems she so sucks lame. she's terrible and tori spelling man it's like she's got nothing but the gift wrapper room that her mom kept in that 85 room mansion in Beverly Hills. She's just looking for the next E network show that she's going to get. And that's that's all she has. That craven behavior is really hard to watch. I I still haven't gotten used to it, Noah. I know I'm 43 and we've been going on for a long time, but this whole thing still strikes me as being like Lovecraftian. So how would you feel? I realize this is very unlikely to happen, but how would you feel if all 12 singers were actually A or at worst B-list celebrities? If it were, you know, Tom Hanks Hanks and Lady Gaga and Stephen Curry from the Golden State Stephen Warriors. Curry, okay. Yeah. You know, if it were Barack Obama, if we're all people who clearly don't need this out there having a good time, how would you feel about it? And if you tip in the fact that they maybe are playing for the Ronald McDonald House, okay. if there was, yeah. if there yeah. was some okay. philanthropy. Fuck, Ronald McDonald House can go fuck. How big a house is that fucking clown? <laughs> no, like a real charity. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. I recently you did got an event it. benefiting St. Jude's, and I was yeah. very impressed with that. If, the, if this was not just a jerk-off in the summer where these guys were getting paid money to be to be famous on TV, if the, I mean, and I mean, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to play for, if it looked like the stakes was something I could give a fuck about, that, yes, you know what, Tory Spelling was doing something for reality for for not not the reality genre but the actual reality the thing we live in that just affected more than what top she's going to wear on tuesday and be photographed (laughs) in us weekly then i would give a fuck about what she's doing and feel like you know what you could alloy this craven fame hunting with something that might accidentally do something good for somebody else How much of your seething hatred of this television program <laughs> is rooted in jealousy? I'm sure that uh, if we had two hours rather than our standard 30-minute-plus slot, I could probably unpack this to some great degree. And there must be. There must be some real envy here. It's not just the fact that I'm watching something that I truly despise for stupid reasons, but there must be some, do I wish I was viable enough that I had to go on TV and perform for my next uh, you know, husband and wife reality show on E! or A&E? Or, or Dude, a reality show about you and Janice I would watch that you would so much you would be oh, the one great. person who'd watch it you and Amanda yeah. Swavey would watch it just yeah, because exactly. that's all I can I could I could get into there's no obvious reason but I think from the fact that you can hear there's something riled up there's something personal to it that I'm I, I must be hovering around I say personal in a very you know loose sense it, it, whether it's the fact that I too maybe wanted to be famous or figured that this is a waste of the airwaves and this fusion of music and and picture and writing should go better than this and me as a <laughs> as a purveyor of entertainment 
entertainment is a sentinel of entertainment. I want things to be better. There is probably some some resentment based on envy of some factor, but it's it's buried under a lot of this you know superficial shit. It's hard to say. I am definitely jealous of Nick Cannon. You know, as a host myself. Anytime yeah, I see you, a bad host, I'm like, would, fuck that would, guy. You would kick the shit out of that job, seriously. And it would be something I'd give a fuck about because you'd make yeah. it look like it was about something. To a smaller extent, I'm jealous of the judges and I guess I'm jealous of the singers. And it's not necessarily because I wish I were famous, but it's because, like I say, I think it looks like fun. I mean, maybe not if the judges are doing a script, then like it must suck. But like, let's stipulate for a moment the judges aren't doing a script. Like, I think it looks like a blast. It really looks like fun. Everything about it looks like fun to be in. Stipulating that it's what it claims to I, be. I think it, it looks like it's supposed to be fun. It's it's stage yeah, okay. it like fun. But right, I, I what's mean, wrong with that? because it looks like a cardboard cutout of fun, you know, like with a, with a little stanchion behind it to keep it up in a strong wind. You know, it's not actual fun. It's the illusion of fun. I know you're not going to keep watching it are you going to look up who the bee really was who the peacock really was do you care do you want to know ever i suspect that it will come across passively the same way when this show started airing it was one of the podcasts i listened to was talking about it and then these things just have a way of floating over my uh, my it, desk it, i i didn't know any of these till you said we should do the mass singer and i said oh it's on hulu i'll, I'll catch up on it uh so on the felonian scale the jimmy yeah. felonian scale where does this rank for you Oh Jesus! Yeah. This is low, huh? I almost. I, this is almost. Uh, this is like the the race to Lana Del Rey. This is pretty wow. close to the bottom. Wow. I know, but for the same reasons, for the artifice, for the uh, uh, the wholesale falseness of it all, She's the so much the disingenuity. Worse. She's so much worse. At least this looks like fun. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think either of the things are fun. They both they both look dour to me. What about where, where does this fall for the felonious go for you? Uh, well, if we were to rank everything we've ever talked about on the show, I'd probably put this in the middle. Okay. You know, maybe slightly above the middle because mm-hmm. I do get something out of it. I mean, we've looked at so many things that I'm like, well, this is like dork diaries or whatever, where I said oh, this Jesus. isn't for me at all, but yeah. like I don't have a problem with it, and the people who enjoy it, like, good on them. I am gonna look up who won. I probably am going to dial up on hulu the mask reveal at the end of every episode and watch that moment all right so noah uh i want to give you some value-added content in this episode uh because okay. i know that you're um i know that you're into this so i happen to have found out <laughs> i'm through, not into through... it i just don't hate it but okay. okay well i happen to found out some credible information about next season so i know three oh. of the contestants that are coming up really Yes, okay. I know this because I made it up myself. I will tell you what I know, uh, and this is this is lock solid because I asked a guy right. and he was really All good right. at it. Okay, okay, good. So the first contestant we have Steven Seagal. Oh yeah, that'll be great. So he's dressed up as Bob's big boy. Oh great! And I hear he has a honey of a voice. That guy. he does, and he is singing yeah. Van Morrison's Moon Dance. That sounds great. <laughs> you know, I've only, it's been a while since I've seen someone in a Bob's big boy costume sing Moon Dance. So that'll yeah, be nice. a, a heavy set. Yeah, he won't even need yeah. padding because he could just put the helmet on, and he's already. Pretty wide enough for the for the costume. Just hold a big hamburger in his hand while he's singing. Yeah, it does. It gets a little, and you know, his shoulders are a little busted up from all those martial arts. Okay, so right. the next contestant we have is uh, uh, Marvin Hagler is going to be on the show oh. next season too. So he's he's dressed as a locust, which is already okay, yeah, kind of uh, you know behind the behind the eight ball, and he's singing right. uh, Britney Spears' "Hit Me Baby One More Time." 
Okay. Okay. Again, these are spoilers. I mean, I'm sorry to blow that, it up, but I, it's I wanted that'll to give, give you away who he is because he he was a boxer, right? If you remember, I mean, does, yeah. does this does this give it away? Me, does me yeah. telling you who it is give it away? I, 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 don't, I don't Marvin know. Hagler. I, I think know. they could be more. I'd rather see Max Schmeling in that part. You know, Max Schmeling is a good one. Yeah. yeah or or yeah. Uh, the Bayonne Bleeder, Chuck Wepner could still Chuck do Wepner is uh, Chuck Wepner. Or, you know, uh, someone like that, or or, or Ivan Drago. That would be okay. Great. And so the last person I know is uh, yeah. the, again I have it on good authority because good I told myself this. The last person is Ellen Burstyn. She is singing Frank Zappa's St. Alfonso Pancake Breakfast. Yeah! But here's the twist, though. Here's the twist. She's dressed as Bane. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is some advance notice for you guys. So don't she's ever say we don't give you... She's singing the song in the ex- Bane voice? What is yeah, she oh, yeah, she might do in the Bane voice. Oh, yes, like that's St. true. Alfonso's Pancake <laughs> As Bane. <laughs> If you would like to find past episodes of this show, and man, we have really just covered the gamut. We are charging yeah. headlong, and we got about 25 more episodes till we get to 100. So stick yeah. around, folks. 100 episodes spectacular. Spectacular. It's going to be the hoot yeah. nanny of all ages. So go on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Visit the website. I don't get a podcast. Go on iTunes. Give us a review. But more likely, you're going to interact with us on our separate Twitter accounts, and we appreciate that. I am at William Scurry, and my content, my video content's on YouTube at AM Caesar. Uh, I'm at Noah Tarno, just whatever garbage, but more importantly, at Big Quiz Thing, bigquizthing.com, corporate and private trivia events nationwide. I started The Exorcist. Yes, that was my job, Mr. Wayne. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2019.